0: On this week's episode, Indiana Jones dials his destiny, the Guardians of the Galaxy hint their end, and what in the is a cocaine bear? All this and more as we reach our next stop, the PCC Multiverse.
1: Don't be alarmed.
0: multiverse this is gerald glassford with pop culture cosmos game source inside sports fantasy football and the lakers fast break we truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows if you can please give us that five star review wherever you get your podcasts plus if you could like share subscribe follow or do whatever it is that you can to support us right here at the pop culture cosmos game source inside sports fantasy football the lakers fast break Vampires and Vitae, Wild Beyond the Witchlight with the Wizards and Wine. The great things that those two do each and every time out on YouTube. So go ahead and check them out today. Subscribe to their, them, and everywhere the Pop Culture Cosmos is, including the fact that we are the number one tabletop RPG streamer that's out there. We have a ton of hours in the archives waiting for you at Pop Culture Cosmos in the video section. Plus, we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture. Each and every day, boy, was it a busy day today, that's for sure. As soon as December 1 hit, bing, pop culture exploded all over the place. And if you could do all that, plus popculturecosmos.com and support everything that we do, it is sincerely appreciated. But it wouldn't be a PCC multiverse without my good friend. I know it looked like someone right there that was scanning for, like, diamonds or something right there on camera. I wasn't sure what she's actually doing, but you know she's always up to mischief and evil deeds out there in the tabletop RPG realm. It is a great person indeed. you got to go ahead and check out what she's doing today at Vampires and Vitae, where she terrorizes her husband each and every weekend. Plus also as well, the things that she does to those ladies each and every week. i whispered some wine with Wild Beyond the Witchlight. It is my good friend. It is Melinda Barkhouse-Ross and Melinda I thought you were, again, we're looking at, like, diamonds or something? You were, like,
2: shining it in the light? Close. It's some D&D dice. I just Ah. realized that a set that I had um, is actually um, has, like, some clear elements to it that I had never noticed before. It was just the way the light hit them uh, while you were doing the opening there. And I was like, oh, neat. I learned a thing about a set of dice I have.
0: Okay. Well, let me ask you this. Are the rumors true when you play Vampires of Vitae? there's like hidden dice that you have somewhere in your pocket with like all ones and all 20s.
2: You would think so, the way the game went last week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, you know, some of those disciplines that you use in uh, Vampire the Masquerade, high risk, high reward. And, uh, well, I risked it, and I had to pay for it, unfortunately, during the game. So. Ouch.
0: <laughs> yeah. Ouch, indeed. But please go ahead and check it out today, Vampires of Vitae, on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, we've got a lot of other great things coming up in the works in the not-too-distant future right here at the Pop Culture consoles when it comes to tabletop RPGs. So Melinda and I are excited to go ahead and show that to you, but it's not ready quite yet. So, But we got it coming. It's coming, and you'll be glad you get a chance to go ahead and check it out once we present it to you. But we've got a lot of stuff to present to you on today's podcast. Coming up after the half-hour break, we're going to go ahead and have a great conversation that I had He does just such a great job with his music. You got to go ahead and check out what he's doing today. It is Jamie Jamal. I had a great conversation with him, not only on what he's doing now, but a great Christmas song. He just debuted this weekend. So go ahead and listen to my conversation with Jamie Jamal. That's coming up here on the back end of the show. Plus also as well, Melinda and I are going to be talking a lot of great things, including some things going on with Transformers Rise of the Beast. That debuted as a trailer today. Also as well, the Midnight Suns video game, that is dropping this weekend. We'll tell you if you want to go ahead and check it out, what type of game it is, and if it's something you might be interested in. Also as well, Violent Night. Is it too violent for you? We'll talk about David Harbour going all Santa up on everybody in Violent Night. That's coming up here in a bit. Cocaine Bear. What in the world is a cocaine Bear? We'll talk about that trailer that dropped out of nowhere this week about that upcoming 2023 film. That's coming up later in the show. But also as well we pay our respects to one of the greats from Fleetwood Mac, Christine McVie. She unfortunately passed away this week at 79. We'll talk about her legacy with the music world. That's coming up on the show as well. But first Melinda Ah, Disney, Disney, Disney. I know right now, when it comes to entertainment and streaming, all these different companies—whether it's Warner Brothers Discovery, whether it's Disney, whether it's CNN, whether it's Paramount, CBS—all these companies are having troubles, having issues, laying off, and and just my hearts are with those that are affected by these averse issues going on but the bubble in in the streaming and entertainment world seems to finally have kind of burst a little bit so it's going back to more traditional entertainment in ways and one of those is trying to showcase more things out there for the upcoming box office and my daughter didn't even have to tell me what's going on as soon as she mentioned that indiana jones 5 and also as well guardians of the galaxy volume 3 both of those trailers dropped today. I said, let me guess, there was a Disney investors call somewhere around, wasn't there?
2: Yeah, the telltale signs were all there, Mm -hmm. weren't they?
0: That and Brazil Comic Con. I know that they also made a special Ant-Man video for Brazil Comic Con, which is actually a growing and budding Comic Con over the past few years. It's now becoming really important in the landscape of pop culture. That's also important. But I had a feeling there was something a little bit more important on, on the mix when it comes to Disney.
2: Yeah, uh, there are uh, a few things going on for Disney right now, and uh, well, I mean, sometimes when you're in the thick of it, all you can do is keep moving forward. <laughs> well, that's and that's, and that's the case. And,
0: yeah, and with the changes in the bobs, like we talked about on last week's show yeah. and the investors call that his first one as you know as a returning CEO, you knew he wanted to get things off to a bang and a good start, and no better way to do it than to showcase the first trailer for Indiana Jones Five coming out next summer, and also Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 coming out next summer. Each of those trailers had different mixes in it. They were both good. I think everybody is talking a little bit more amazingly about Indiana Jones 5. I think that's partly because the MCU, it's just like, okay, we know it's the Guardians of the Galaxy. We just saw the holiday special. It's, It's another thing in the MCU that's great. We know it's the last time. But when the Indiana Jones five, after all these decades, after all these years, it seems like Indiana Jones still has its charm.
2: At least going by the trailer, we're back to some of that classic Indiana Jones sass uh that people love so much. So yeah. Throwing that whip. <laughs> absolutely and there's something about hearing that indiana jones music that just immediately takes you back to to watching the movies and and all of that kind of stuff all of the good stuff so uh it was a it was a welcome surprise today
0: i love the fact that the character sala actually was the first voice that you heard he's yeah. actually the first voice that you hear when you go on the ride at disneyland as well that's so funny because he has been playing such a part of Indiana Jones's life over the years and uh, in the good movies. Now, this is the fifth movie. So if you use the Indiana Jones theory, the odd movies are good and the even ones are bad. So tell me your right. thoughts on how excited you are after seeing it, including a scene that was showcased showing the de-aging technology actually not too
2: bad at all. Yeah, no, it was, it looked really clean actually, which is great. I hope that as we get the second trailer, because I assume there's going to be two trailers. um, That seems the way things go these days. Hopefully, we'll get a little bit more of that particular scene so they can kind of show that off a little bit. I think that um, it's, uh, it definitely looks like a lot of time was spent on that kind of thing in particular for this film. So. I'm excited for it. Um, I I don't know if it's going to get me to the theater yet. Not sure, but it uh, is very cool. I'm sure as soon, as soon as I tell Robbie that the new trailer dropped, if he doesn't know already, he'll just buy the tickets and we'll be at the theater for it. But yeah, no, I'm, he's going to get it. Okay, what he's going to do is no.
0: he's going to buy the tickets. Then he's going to get the whip. And he's going to yeah. like whip on something and he's going to grab you just like, like almost like a star Wars type deal. Just like, yep. whew, there you go.
2: And away we go to the movie theater. Exactly. Um, yeah. So I, I can see that being a thing that does happen, but yeah, no, the, this trailer it hit on all of the things that you love about Indiana Jones. So um, I'm optimistic, very optimistic about it.
0: Well, I do like the fact that you said it best, the sass of yeah. Indiana Jones' is back, especially that last scene, paying <laughs> yeah. homage to a famous scene in the original Rares of the Lost Ark. That was actually very cool yeah. about how that was played out. So I'm I'm hoping, even though this is not being directed by Steven Spielberg, that it's still going to find that charm, that, that grace, that, that humor, that at least the odd number in the Indiana Jones movie set actually what it's all about.
2: It's leaving me feeling optimistic. I haven't heard anybody poo-pooing it yet, which is also pretty great uh when a new trailer drops for something because there always has to be one contrarian. But you know, I haven't even heard anything from that particular camp yet. So
0: that's always a good sign. But before we head to the break, my friend, there was another trailer that they dropped. Again, they also dropped an Ant-Man with a couple scenes of new footage. Mostly it was Uh, I guess, a homage to the Ant-Man character over the course of his various appearances in the MCU. But at the very end, they did show a little bit of new footage for the folks at Brazil Comic-Con. You can go ahead and check that out on YouTube. But when it comes to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, fresh off of the holiday special that just debuted last week, now you've got the Volume 3 trailer. It does have Gamora. And it does have the Guardians of the Galaxy very sentimental, very aware that this could be the very final time that they're all together.
2: Yeah, and I think that the the way that these movies have been traditionally, I mean, you you could say that it's all about the the hijinks and perhaps some of the the more uh, college not college humor. That's not what I mean. I just mean like a younger kind of comedy in those ones. Mm-hmm. um until uh star Lord started to be get, to get jealous of Thor, I thought all of that was very funny and talking with the deeper voice and all of that that was very well done. Uh, they had me on that i I had to laugh
0: you will um, not do that here
2: <laughs> yes exactly it was good stuff and I'm ready for a guardians of the galaxy that has uh, a little bit more i'm I'm gonna use the word depth and I'm not using it in a way that is saying that the other movies were very shallow because I don't think that that's true either. But um, I'm excited to see a Guardians of the Galaxy uh, movie that is going to take us uh, a little bit further into the relationship with all of the characters and something that is going to maybe, gosh, this is going to sound corny as heck, Um, but something that's going to show us perhaps more of the softer side of Star-Lord.
0: We'll see. I I hope so. I don't know if it's his last appearance. We'll see. I know it will be the last appearance for at least one or two, if not all, of the Guardians of the Galaxy. We'll see. I don't think it's the end of the Guardians of the Galaxy IP. I think that they'll reform it at some point down the line with a new set because the original comic book series had a various amount of individuals for the Guardians of the Galaxy at times. So I really think at some point in time you'll find a new set of guardians of the galaxy just because disney loves that ip because of how well it's performed over the years so i have a feeling that they're not going to give up that ip anytime soon
2: yeah absolutely and of all of the marvel films i feel like the guardians of the galaxy movies have probably been the most consistent you know like the the thor movies were great or they were terrible you know i feel like all of this the um Guardians of the Galaxy movies have been well received um, by fans, so you know almost all
0: the fans.
2: Yeah, I I mean, in in this time where you know uh, there's so much Marvel content out there, and you can compare everything to everything else, you know, having the the Guardians of the Galaxy movies be consistently enjoyed without a whole lot of naysayers is a is a very good thing. So, of course, it's not the last we're going to see of. the IP could be the last that we see of this particular ensemble. Um, but uh, I don't think it's going to be the last of it.
0: I don't think so either. But yeah, just don't, you know, I guess not listen to what Josh and I have had to say about volume two, but we'll just leave it at that. So, Well, you
2: know, I mean, they, they can't all be incredible, but when you, <laughs> you know, you, when you put volume two up against, you know, some of the Thor movies, for example, yeah, I that, would much you know. rather sit down and watch volume two.
0: That's a good point. At least you got cute Groot throughout the yeah. film. I am Groot. so right. we'll leave. But at least now he's actually taller, meaner. I don't know if it's adult Groot or teenage Groot. I don't know what at what level, what age Groot is. I think it's almost back to normal Groot, I think, by that point in time. So we'll wait and see. But there's going to be a story going on for Rocket Raccoon. Uh, that's something that definitely is already looks like it's being played into it. If you got a chance to see the trailer, we'll probably see some type of closure with Gamora and Star Lord. We'll see what happens there. Will it be the end for Drax? Because Drax has said, you know, at his age, he said he doesn't know how many more times he can get on the makeup and all the stuff that he has to do for for Drax the character. So he's talked about that. We'll see for Mantis and everybody else. I have a feeling that at least one or two of the Guardians of the Galaxy will live on or continue on in some form of fashion I, may they may even all be brought back the ones that aren't killed for secret wars who knows uh, you know i know that you know it's going to be something that is going to be a spectacle when secret wars finally comes out and they'll need all the resources they can get but guardians of the galaxy volume three like you said looks like it's going to be the end of that ensemble as we know it come May 5th, I believe, 2023.
2: If this is the last time we see them all together, then it's. Uh, I think it would be time to perhaps catch one of these movies in the theater.
0: Absolutely. But what are your thoughts out there on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3? We'd love to hear your thoughts. Also as well, Indiana Jones 5, as Melinda put it. Dun, 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 dun. The music starts again for Indiana Jones 5. Are you excited to see these two Disney movies coming back Onto the screen come next summer. Are you excited as we are? Please let us know. Popculturecosmos at yahoo.com. So let me get this straight. We're gonna play a like a video game together or Well,
2: a... not exactly.
0: Okay, fine. W- where's the controller?
2: Uh, that's it's it's right here.
0: This is literally a sheet of paper. I don't understand what you well, here
2: you're gonna need these two.
0: Dice? You've just had. Are these even dice?
2: We are going to play Vampire the Masquerade. It's a role playing game. What kind of vampire do you want to be?
0: Okay, now you're telling me there's more than one kind of vampire. <laughs> oh,
2: my friend. You have no idea. There's an 2, There's a- Vampires in Vitae, an actual play podcast, season two to Pop Culture Cosmos.
0: Well, my friend, before we hit the half hour break, a little bit more to talk about. I know that Transformers. And the folks behind the Transformers movie thought December 1st is going to be a great day to release the trailer. Hmm. Just an awesome time to release a the trailer. There's just going to be no competition. There's not going to be any problems at all. We're going to be you know, getting a whole YouTube audience to ourselves. Huh. Wouldn't you know? Disney drops a bombshell more than one bombshell as far as the new trailer is concerned. But yes, the debut of Transformers Rise of the Beasts that came out earlier today as well. Your thoughts on it? I mean, it showed like a King Kong type persona that's also a transformer, but looks like he's a friend to Optimus Prime and warning of new dangers that are up ahead and the usual transformer action. None of which i looks like any different than I've seen in any other transformer movie. I'm not a big fan of the transformer movies. They're like background music. When I see them on, on, as far as the movie is concerned, I do other things. They're just, they don't keep my attention. I know Michael Bay, you know, made a good living off of them as far as the, you know, quick cuts, quick action scenes, not very much acting and pretty bland comedy, but you know what? It's always translated to big money overseas outside of Bumblebee. Bumblebee had at least a decent story to follow. So I thought that was actually one that was pretty comparably good as far as the movie is concerned, but your thoughts on this latest Transformers movie, Rise of the Beasts.
2: So, Rise of the Beasts, um, and Gerald, I'm sorry, but I'm gonna have, I'm really gonna test your uh, knowledge here on this oh, one. Oh God, dear God, help me! But there was at least a cartoon back in the day mm-hmm. that were dinosaur Transformers, right? Or was that just the toy?
0: I think it was just the toy.
2: Just a toy.
0: Yeah, because it might have been an offshoot as far as the episode from the Transformers series.
2: Right. Because
0: you, you and I both know about After School. You would go and check that out. Yeah. Transformers, more than more meets, than meets the,
2: eye. the eye. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Perfect.
0: Do, do, okay, do, so. Do, 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 do. Yeah, I can't. Uh, that's, maybe. You know, something about Decepticons. Yeah.
2: <laughs> maybe this Rise of the Beast means very soon we're going to get a Transformers versus Dinosaurs Um, movie maybe that's
0: all of a sudden the theme from jurassic park comes up
2: i i i I, I, this movie for the transformers i'm personally i could take or leave it's i'm sure it's going to be fine i i liked the first transformer movie i had i had a lot of good laughs out of it i thought it was well done Mm -hmm. um but uh if we're gonna have transforming dinosaurs i'm gonna see that movie so if that's the one that gets made next i'll go see that one
0: Okay. What if it's in this movie? What if they are the beast? What if they are the danger that the King Kong wannabe Transformer actually is indicating to Optimus Prime?
2: Then I guess I have to go to the theater sooner than I expected. (laughs) Okay. So
0: that's what's going to bring you back to theaters. Not necessarily Indiana Jones Five, unless your husband swings you in there on a whip. That's right. That's right. Not the final episode, most likely of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. It's going to be. Transforming dinosaurs. Yeah, transforming yeah. dinosaurs. Okay, I just gotta. I'm gonna yeah. make a note of that. Transforming <laughs> I mean, dinosaurs, get
2: her <laughs> Please theater. do, and it's perfectly acceptable to uh, roast me over that opinion as well. I, I understand that it's ridiculous. Hey, and I think every that person's
0: got their thing.
2: But I did just think that that's what's so enjoyable about it is would be the level of absolute ridiculousness that would come with it. So
0: does Rob know about this? That You know, you're a girl that loves simple things, Dungeons and Dragons, <laughs> uh, Vampire the Masquerade, yep.
2: Yep. Transforming
0: yep. Dinosaurs.
2: Yeah. Um, why do you think he married me?
0: Oh, OK. Fair enough. <laughs> Must have been a crazy wedding and I'll leave it at that.
2: <laughs> right here in Vegas, baby. OK.
0: OK. Same here. Same here. But. What are your thoughts out there on Transformers Rise of the Beasts? Are you looking forward to it coming out next summer, of course? And did you even get a chance to check it out at all because of what Disney dropped right before it today as far as the trailers for Indiana Jones and also, of course, as well, The Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3? Did you actually get a chance to see Transformers Rise of the Beasts? If you didn't get a chance to see any of those trailers, just go ahead and to Pop Culture Cosmos on Facebook. All the links are right there for them. So go ahead and check it out today and let us know your thoughts on Transformers Rise of the Beasts, Pop Culture Cosmos at yahoo.com. Melinda, I've got a little bit of a surprise to tell you because the numbers just came out, well, at least the numbers that Netflix wants you to know came right. out this week and just notified everyone out there that Wednesday on Netflix is one of the largest openings ever. For Netflix, as far as within the first week, actually exceeding Stranger Things 4. So, your thoughts on this this Tim Burton creation based off of the Adams family, the young lady circling as far as around her, Catherine Zeta Jones and Luis Guzman, two awesome actors are also playing, uh, you know, obviously famous characters in the mix as well. There's Uncle Fester, you know, Morticia. Gomez, you know, all the Enos family seems to be there as well. Pugsley, can't believe I've remembered all of them just <laughs> off the top of my head. I'm just amazed myself by doing that. But the thing, it is, thing Wednesday. is there too. Yeah, the thing, of course. But Wednesday, if this with this focuses on Wednesday. This this series focuses on her going from school to school, calamity to calamity, that the ways she has to adapt. And of course, you know, she doesn't exactly adapt in the same way, but it seems to have garnered her charm. Could this reignite a passion or fascination with the Adams family with the general public?
2: I don't know that the fascination with the Adams family has ever truly gone away. And I think that this show. Well, might... it
0: hasn't succeeded after they made the original Adams family movie.
2: Sure. But I think that um, the. the um, oh, gosh. The the joy in all things weird, I think, has always kept the Adams family appreciated, uh, even if a movie hasn't done well. I, I think now, that now
0: are you are you on Team Adams Family or Team Monsters?
2: I'm Team Adams Family for okay. sure. I love that. So, um, and maybe I have this story a little bit backwards, but I, and I'm not sure where I got this from. It may be a conclusion. I don't know. No, it's not a conclusion. It's too smart. But what I love about it is what the intention was when they created the Adams family was to take your average American family and flip it on its head. Yes. Right. So you have uh, a husband and wife who are so into each other. It's wild. You have uh, an unconventional older sister instead of an older brother. Cause the brother was always the older for some reason. in in all of those shows, and they just kind of took all of those tropes and turned them on the head. And it really did make something special that a lot of people um, connected with. And that's the part of the Addams Family that I that I really enjoy. That it's so offbeat, um, but so many people, um, you know, identify with so many different parts of the Addams Family. I think it's wonderful.
0: Also, don't forget Cousin It. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. But it's actually been so successful, which is... I don't, it is surprising because again, we didn't know how well this would translate. Because Tim Burton, as a creator of all things weird, if you just check his bio, if you just check his filmography, he has been very fascinated by telling stories that are basically, for the most part, been very weird.
2: Yeah, absolutely, and I, I, Tim Burton making this film just or this show, I suppose, um, it, it just uh, makes sense, and I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say I'm surprised it took this long, but I'm also, I also feel that right now is the correct time for us to get a little taste, a little shot in the arm of the Adams family. I don't know why, something about them in all of their, um, weirdness, something about them seems wholesome and something about them seems i don't know the word easy is coming to mind for some reason um i i don't know uh you know you have your brother and sister who fight all the time while pugsley and wednesday would try to you know murder each other that's not really wholesome but um there's just something about seeing a tight-knit family remain a tight-knit family despite going through the trials and tribulations that you see in wednesday
0: yeah absolutely but i'm Really happy for the success, but I'm still surprised at the amount of people that actually wanted to watch it. Is it just because it was you know sparkling new content out there? Or I wonder what if it is a fascination that we have as far as the weird is concerned. I mean, Tiger King struck for Netflix in the past. So maybe that is the fact that the weird, the weirder it gets, the more it's seen by people yeah. on Netflix. So absolutely.
2: I mean, and that could be it. I think people were Perhaps tuning in at first to see what was they were going to try to do to Wednesday. And, and I think that the way that they presented her, I think the way that her friendships and romantic interests and all of that stuff develop in the show um, was all very well done and very well handled. And Wednesday was always true to Wednesday, which is so hard to find these days. Cause it's always like the nerdy girl becoming the cool girl or something like that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this, this show certainly flies in the face of that. And I think that it's, uh, it's got some great messages in it like that, you know, like being true to yourself and, and sticking to your guns and, um, and knowing that, uh, you know, people around you are incorrect and they're going to figure it out eventually, but sometimes you got to maybe, them along a little bit but no i I thought it was a a very well done show very good
0: what are your thoughts out there on wednesday on netflix the hit series that has exceeded expectations by everyone in netflix and everyone out there that's gauging what netflix shows off this has been something i think that's going to be a staple for the future for netflix share your thoughts pop culture cosmos at yahoo.com before we hit the break coming up this weekend as far as the release is Midnight Suns. Midnight Suns, a kind of a different offbeat game if you're into the strategy, point-and-click, uh, turn-based games like XCOM. Uh, I think of the past few years has been the probably the most revered and highest rated of that style of genre game. Here comes Marvel's Midnight Suns. It was a surprise originally when it was announced because you know for instance midnight Suns. now that marvel's going into that as far as the marvel Cinematic universe the more the macabre and more the darker side of the mcu they're actually that's more appropriate now but also the fact that it is a strategy game it really is something different and offbeat after the avengers video game which didn't fare so well a big budgeted game that never performed the way it needed to what are your thoughts on midnight suns the video game coming out this weekend before we head to the break
2: this is the pocket of video game that I really like. Um, cool. It, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely, um, you know, where I can see myself spending, uh, you know, some of that precious time that I don't have a whole lot of. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the uh, PlayStation, of course. Of course. Um, but no, this one, it, it ticks a lot of the boxes that I enjoy uh, when I'm gaming. So this could be the game that tides me over until we get to the next Diablo.
0: But what are your thoughts out there on Midnight Suns, the video game, as it heads to gamers this weekend? Please share us your thoughts on one of the final video game releases of 2022. Are you excited for it? Is this your type of genre as far as the strategy, turn-based video game, different for what Marvel has represented in any of their previous games? So are you excited for Midnight Suns? Please let us know your thoughts. Pop Culture Cosmos at yahoo.com. Coming up after the break, got a great interview lined up for you with a great entertainer, Jamie Jamal. He's stopping by after the break to talk about his career, what's going on, and a new Christmas song he has coming out this weekend. He'll share his thoughts coming up right after the break. This is the PCC Multiverse. Action Figure Adventure is back with season two, and we're going further than ever before, checking out more toy stores than ever before and seeing more incredible, iconic, and noteworthy pieces than you could possibly imagine. Once again, Jay grapples with how to build the ultimate action figure auction to support critically and terminally ill kids in need. Along the way, we'll chat about holy grail figures, perfect action figures, and showcase some incredible toy collections. Action Figure Adventure season two. 7 30 p.m. Eastern on Jinx TV Canada, and we're back with the show. It's Gerald Glasser coming right back at you here at the Pop Culture Cosmos. Reason why I'm laughing is because, in the world of technology, I just had a great interview with my guest here, and that you'll never hear because, unfortunately, during the process of I guess StreamYard decided to forget it was sending things out to Facebook and just unfortunately only caught part of it, which was all me. but I wish you would go ahead and have the chance to listen to this man's first interview because it was from the heart. It was truly sensational, and I hope we can recreate that again. It is a man who does some great stuff. You got to check out today on YouTube or actually, you know what? I'm putting it in the description below where you get your podcast, not only on YouTube, but also is where you're going to be checking it out. Wherever you get your podcast, you'll be seeing it right there in the description. There's all the great places that you can get this man's music, whether it's with his band Flux or whether it's by himself or whether it's on a collaboration. It's right there for you. I'll start off with everybody right there at YouTube at Jamie Jamal slash videos. It is Jamie Jamal. And, Jamie, thank you once again for stopping by on
1: today's program. You're very welcome.
0: I don't mean to keep you. Uh, again, we talked about, again, one of the things I covered was the technology and the fact that not only it helps you to create your own music in your way that you see fit, uh, and then what happens with our own little uh, snafu there. But uh, one of the things I know in our previous interview that you, you really mentioned to me was the fact that you know because of the way the technology is now set up in today's environment, You're able to go ahead and create outstanding quality music at your own pace, at your own time, without the necessity of having a record label behind
1: you. Absolutely. Yeah, it's limitless these days what you can do, really. Um, And especially uh, during lockdown, I mean, that was so valuable. Can you imagine a lockdown in the 80s, you know, when you had to pay for expensive studio time? What, what would us creatives have done? So, yeah. yeah, very grateful, really, for technology and for that time, really, because without that, I'm not sure if I would still be collaborating with unknown people, random people that well, I've never met.
0: Yeah, and you said that if it happened back in the 80s in, in a time where, mm-hmm. where both you and I were were, were younger and you, you talk about it, the thing, it just would not have been accessible. It would not have been an easy. You would not have been as... as uh, you know, just basically available to you as far as the options, just because of how hard it would have been if we'd been on lockdown at that point in time.
1: Absolutely. And also the amount of money that would have cost. I mean, I've I, I, been a carer, a part time carer mm-hmm. that supports my, you know, a full time musicianship. I couldn't have afforded uh, studio time. So, yeah, being able to to have that creative outlet, sort of go to work and then come back. Mm -hmm. and earn money and not being able to spend money. So I was able to save money Mm -hmm. and um, just be creative and and collaborate with people that I probably normally wouldn't have been in contact with.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, you know, well, it's several decades later, but, you know, technology has helped you. You become more available to create such great music when and wherever you want and with whom you want. It just seems like it's a much better time to go ahead and check out stuff but yes once again it's jamie jamal please go ahead and check out all the great music he has starting with youtube at jamie jamal right there the you can't (laughs) miss the name it's right there jamie jamal and of course i'll have it in the description right there for you as well as you indicated in our previous interview that unfortunately no one will ever see live this is therapy for you in many ways so many of your songs have provided not only therapy to people out there but the p- therapy to you, most importantly, when you create this music and when you just you, you play this music, it's a lot of therapy for you as well.
1: Absolutely. They either they either start off as therapy, mm-hmm. free therapy, or they start off as fun.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, most of the time, I, I guess anything that I do about my personal life it mm-hmm. is coming from a, a place of working something out or therapy, especially if I lose somebody or uh, something major happens, or I'm touched by something in some way, that will absolutely come out of me. It's almost like I've got no control over that anyway. Mm-hmm. The only bit of control I have in it is that I don't have to put it out, you know. Um, yeah. But I'm as I go on, I'm learning more and more that the more personal you get, the more connection you get.
0: And, and that's something that i think comes across in your music and i also want to make sure that everybody knows that they're just the kind of fun and it just the, if you've you get a chance please check him out live because there are several videos out there that support your live music that actually showcase you out and performing and you, you talked about the kind of nervousness that you and pretty much every artist has before they get on stage but it's the connection that you have with the audience that I think resonates through. It resonates. It resonated to me when I was watching it on, on YouTube coming across. But I think it clearly resonates with an audience when you go and perform live.
1: Yeah, so that few hours before a show uh, is the worst for me. Uh, but once I'm on stage, I've learned over the years it's about letting go. And the minute you let go and have fun, so will your audience. Um, and yeah, I love to see that uh, connection, people responding immediately, um, just any of it, you know? People dancing. I've even seen people singing along with lyrics and that, I remember the first time I saw that, that was very touching, mm-hmm. actually. Uh, see, so yeah, I'm a very visual person and doing the live stuff, yes, yeah, as... as nervous as that is, the thinking about it is so scary but when you actually get it together and get on stage there's no other feeling like it and then obviously when you come off you feel great
0: well the very visualistic style that you have comes across each and every time like I said I've listened to it not only here at home but I have listened to it while I'm driving all the songs that you've got you didn't crash? (laughs) no I didn't crash I'm I'm just the guy, that okay I'll start it at a stoplight and then I'll play it, let it run, and then I'll just drive from there. And again, it just it just truly is a, a great visualistic style. But that's one thing I caught myself doing, visualizing as far oh, as good. the music. Yeah. and And that's something I wanted to go ahead and translate to you about how great and how deep and how much of it affected me when I listened to it, whether it's with Flux or it's by yourself or as a collaboration and you talked about your collaboration but you also talked about in their previous interview you talked about your influences and and you said Boy George has yeah. had a, a heavy influence i think Boy George comes from an era that both you and i growing up uh, especially me with teenage you know as a teenager <clears throat> how could you not know about Boy George and his very visualistic style that he brought not only with his sensational voice as part of culture club, but also the image that he wanted to portray out there. That's part of the reason I think that so many people around the world gravitated to him, but he's also the another reason why he's so much of an influence
1: in your music. Yeah. Well, some of those, I remember headlines like, is it a bird? Is it a plane? No, it's boy George. Um, and obviously when he was always asked about the, uh, the personal side of his life, he cleverly detracted. You know, you talk about the 80s when even Elton John was married in the 80s. Uh, but he cleverly detracted and said, oh, no, I much prefer a pot of tea and stuff like that. I thought that was genius. Um, but, yeah, it was um, in the UK. We have Top of the Pops. Yeah, of and course. when he did uh, Do You Really Want to Hurt Me? That was the moment as a kid. I remember my family going, oh, that's a girl. That's I was like, no, I knew exactly what it was straight away. I connected. With him, I didn't know everything I was, but I knew what he was. It just felt like a connection. Absolutely. So, I've forgotten your question. Sorry.
0: No, no, I'm just saying but, what a kind of an influence he was with your music, as far as because you mentioned that in our previous interview how much he's affected you and your life going forward.
1: Yeah, because he was so colorful, so visual, and um, I'm really into the whole club culture. Uh, I get I take lots of inspiration from that anyway. People like Lee Bowery and Princess Julia and Steve Strange, um, all of uh, Rusty Egan, you know, all of that, that Blitzkid stuff, um, which I don't know if you're aware of in America, but a small scene and obviously Spandau Ballet, Duran Duran, Culture Club, all these people came out of that scene and mm-hmm. many more. So yeah, very, still now I'm very inspired by that.
0: I know the UK scene and also the world was dominated for a short period of time by Frankie Goes to Hollywood, which is uh, yes. a group that I talked to you about all the different uh, versions of New Order Blue Monday. I also had many versions of the three to four hits. I guess there were four hits that that Frankie Goes to Hollywood had. Obviously, Relaxed, Two Tribes, uh, Welcome to the Pleasure Dome and things of that nature were, were there their short bit, their short bit of time that they were on top of the music scene and, you know, something you've seen, something I've seen before where, you know, you have this group that has these songs that resonates for such a short period of time in pop culture, but boy, do they leave a mark.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's the New York remix of uh, Relax, Mm -hmm. the high energy type one. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Richard and I from Flux, we absolutely adore that.
0: There was like, uh, I at one time had like several different versions of relax. and you know, I had the whole t-shirt that says relax, don't do it. And oh, yeah. all that stuff. Frankie from the says day. relax. Yes. Frankie says yeah. relax. That's it. That's it from the day. I remember that so fondly wearing that t-shirt and just absolutely enjoyed the music. Uh, you know, as far as everybody out there it was, it was such a great, uh, great period of time for music as a whole. But getting back to what, you know, you're about to this today is that you've got some music coming up on the way for this holiday season that will probably also resonate with a great audience as well.
1: Yeah, so um, I'm releasing a Christmas track called Mm -hmm. um, The Night Before Christmas. And this is a collaboration with a chap called Kiffy. And we've Mm -hmm. done one track previously called during lockdown called Fear is Real. Mm
2: -hmm. So we've
1: chucked that on as the B side. But anyway, the, the A side is um music wise is kind of inspired by blue monday new order and i think if he said he put a little bit of cold play in there which I, when he said that i was like oh no because i not my favorites but well i, 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 mean. I,
0: I will disagree with you i kind of like cold play and I'm, i want to yeah. apologize for that but
1: yes <laughs> i mean I know there are a lot of people that like them. They're very mainstream, but uh, I've always struggled with them. But anyway, it works in this song, and I'll, I'll let him off that one. Um, okay, fair enough. So, yeah, we've got the video coming out on the 1st of December, uh, which I shot last week. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's also all the proceeds are going to Help the Homeless, which is a charity in the UK. So, oh, that's awesome. But it's the end of the year, just you know, giving something back and just trying to put a little Christmas... Uh, jollity. I know we call it Christmas. You call it the holidays, don't you?
0: Uh, we call it Christmas and the holidays, depending on who's saying it. To be honest with you, but yeah, okay. it's both. It's a little bit of both. Uh, I want to make sure that you know when you go and reach to an audience, you, worldwide. You probably yeah. just best say best say holidays, happy holidays, and,
1: and yeah, you know okay. that
0: everybody seems to be okay with that. But some people specifically want Christmas. You know that gets into a whole another detail. But other which way? A great holiday song is coming people's way this weekend as we discuss this. So I'm looking forward to going ahead and checking out that video of coming to you. It's coming on your, your YouTube channel, is that correct?
1: That's right. It's a premiere now. So if you go into my YouTube, you can hit the bell for a reminder. Yeah. At 7 p.m. UK time, which I don't know what time that is, your time. I
0: believe it's about noon, high noon. Go, okay. Have you seen what our relationship to ours. is trying to find a new Yeah.
1: If you hit that bell, it will just send you a, an email anyway, reminder.
0: Absolutely. Looking forward to it. And once again, it's Jamie Jamal. There's some great music. If you want to listen to song after song after song of some great music, start off with his YouTube page. But again, I'm going to put in his whole array of places that you can get a hold of all of his great music in the description below, not only on YouTube, but also as well if you're listening to this in podcasts. But, Jamie, one last question before we head on out. Uh, The real resonation behind your music, I think, comes from the sheer emotion from what I've been listening to. Just how good does it feel for you when you go ahead and perform all these great songs?
1: I must say it feels really good. Um, It makes you feel totally alive um, because, let's face it, most of the time you feel sort of dead or, you know, what am I doing? It's trying to wake yourself up is a big job for many people uh, including me you know i do suffer with depression at times and get myself out of that so so the the fear i suppose and the of doing thinking about doing something live you know if you really thought about it you thought why am i putting myself through this but actually w- once you're doing it it all makes sense when you're in that moment you're not worried about anything and you're, you're pure joy really
0: um, Love it. I t- well, i'll tell you what it comes across with your music it's very emotional very visual very impactful again you just got to go ahead and check out what he's doing today again with either flux as a collaboration or just by himself go ahead and check out what he's doing today on youtube or wherever you get your great music jamie i want to wish you the happiest of a holidays merry christmas truly appreciate all the great music that you're doing I know that you said you've got a lot of uh, places that you're going to be performing at in the coming future. So I wish you the best of luck on that. Your Thank schedule you. looks full like from what you told me. So a lot of good stuff is on the way for you.
1: Yeah. Ne- next year, 2023, we're really going for it, especially with Flux. You should see a new album. You should see lots of live performances. You'll see some solo stuff as well. Um, and yeah, just really excited to carry on collaborating because I love working with uh, new people wow. and obviously the flux stuff too. And then there's also my back catalog from like 2015 with this human condition to check out. Well, there you go. Well, indeed. There you go. Yep.
0: Plenty of hours. I can give of, you
1: hours of fun.
0: <laughs> absolutely. Plenty of hours of great listening indeed. Once again, it's Jamie Jamal. Please go ahead and check out what he's doing today on YouTube and wherever you get your great music. Jamie, wish you again the happiest of holidays. Yeah, Merry happy Christmas. holidays to
1: you too and to your listeners. Absolutely.
0: Uh, thank you so much and appreciate you taking the time once again now that <laughs> everything is working now. You know, Facebook, sorry, going back on YouTube now, but I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you had a chance to talk to us. The red carpet is always open for you anytime you want to stop by right here at the Pop Culture Cosmos. Or follow Retro City Games on Facebook and Instagram for all the latest deals and new items. Without a doubt, there's no better place to go for your gaming needs than your friends at Retro City Games. And we're back with the PC Multiverse. It's Melinda Barkhouse-Ross and me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching and listening. And please check out all of Melinda's great work with Vampires of Vitae. Also, as well, Wild Beyond the Witchlight, part of the Wizards and Wine Emporium. Please go ahead, check out all of the great stuff that she and her husband and all the crazy crews that she and he command each and every time out. Go ahead and check it out today on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. But before we head on out, my friend, whoo, a little bit more to talk about coming out also this weekend, which could surprise at the box office, is David Harbour, who we saw last as Red Guardian. In the black widow movie and of course also with stranger things he's got a little part there as well okay actually he's got a big part <laughs> seemed like in both of his big projects he ended up in russia for some reason or another but hmm. you know need i digress he's coming out with a movie this weekend violent night and if you've seen the trailer or the posters he's dressed as santa he is <laughs> playing a Santa that's not exactly the nicest Santa in the world as he goes ahead and beats up on a whole bunch of people really worth probably beating up because it deals with, you know, a lot of bad guys. It's a top mercenaries and, and you know dealing with hostages and having to have him save hostages and John Legazamo is the leader of all this, but he's going after him. It's almost like one of those typical revenge action thrillers you've seen more and more than one occasion with the kind of new twist that it's actually a Santa that's very violent. I know there's been a Santa before that's been a slasher and, you know, there's been Santas that not exactly bad Santa with Billy Bob Thornton is another case. This is another Santa that is not playing the typical ho 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 holiday cheerful Santa that we all know and love
2: it's giving me um, Futurama vibes really. Uh, really with yeah because they're I, I'm sorry I'm completely blanking on the name of the robot Santa it might even just be robot Santa yeah he his programming went a little wacky and instead of you know, just giving a lump of coal to naughty boys and girls. um, Well, um, they would meet their end. (laughs) So as they do in Futurama, I guess. Um, But uh, yeah, so I'm I'm kind of, I mean, not the silliness of Futurama, but I'm getting that same kind of vibe.
0: Well, there you go. But violent night is out in theaters. So if you're interested, that's your cup of tea, seeing a different side of old St. Nick, please let us know your thoughts on violent night. Is it violent enough for you? Please let us know your thoughts as we've seen this type of movie before, but not one made by individual that's been wearing Santa Claus. So different <laughs> thing there. Please let us know your thoughts. If you're into violent night, pop culture, cosmos at yahoo.com. But before we head on out, my friend, a couple last topics I want to go ahead and talk about. I never thought in all my years working with you, Josh, Marcus, De La Garza, TJ Johnson, Jamie Monroy, all the great people that I've worked with. I never thought I would talk to my co-host about a cocaine bear. Yeah. Very interesting as the cocaine bear trailer dropped this week. Uh, It's uh, it's being directed by Elizabeth Banks, who you know from several movies, 40-Year-Old Virgin. She's got so many different movies that she's done and uh, she's gone into directing and also still acting at the same time. So she's doing a lot of that in, in a lot of projects. But this is based loosely, as they always do in Hollywood, the term loosely mm-hmm. off of a bear that actually ingested cocaine with the added mix, of course, is the fact that this this bear in this movie is going to go on a rampage. And, of course, boo-boo-boo, it's not like, you know, Yogi <laughs> Bear or anything like that. Just yeah, having a no. little picnic basket. No, no, no. Picnic yeah, yeah. basket here. It's more like people basket. So, from what I was reading, the original cocaine bear actually never really ate anybody or did anything like that. It just ended up, you know, acting weird. And now I think it's on display somewhere. I think it's some down in the southern part of the United States. If I remember vaguely, this is altogether different. They all changed a little bit tweaks here and there. So you know how. mm -hmm. So now you have a bear that's on cocaine. Very high, probably just ate it, like any bear does. Your thoughts on seeing if your 2023 might be filled since you're returning back to the the box office for a transforming dinosaur? Would you go back for a cocaine bear? Oh,
2: this one's rough because That's one of my best lines I think I've ever given you. It, I think so. Yeah, I don't want to say no. But I don't want to 100% say yes. I'm I'm very much on the fence about this one. You know, I, I do love a popcorn flick, and I think that this fits the bill for that. Uh, if you're into, obviously, slasher movies, this is definitely going to, uh, you know, take a lot of those boxes for you, I think. There's just something about this one that I'm just like, eh, I don't know, maybe I can pass on this. But uh, at the same I, time, I don't want to miss out on what I'm sure is going to become a cult favorite.
0: I have a feeling it will do it will do the same as well, but I can just see the argument upcoming between you and your beloved Robbie on this. Yeah. And he's going to tell you, honey, it's a cocaine bear. You want to go see a transforming dinosaur, but you don't <laughs> want to see a cocaine bear. What's up with that?
2: I I wish I had an explanation. I I really don't think that I do, but uh, I don't know. There's something cool about a transforming dinosaur. Are you kidding me? I
0: could give you all the airtime you want in order to try and explain that. (laughs) A
2: transforming triceratops. Who doesn't want to see that? Come on. Well,
0: me because I want to go see a cocaine bear. (laughs) I
2: I suppose. I don't know, Um, but basically, so the 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 bear gets into a whole bunch of uh, uh, you know unfortunate substance, and then for. I think it's like twenty-four hours or thirty-six hours or something, he's basically unstoppable. And that's the premise of the movie. So that's also the whole movie. <laughs> so... Sometimes you don't have
0: to make things in depth. Yeah. Just have to go ahead and there it is. Yes. Sometimes Absolutely. sometimes the trailer can just reveal everything and it's all good.
2: Yeah. And and you know, you you get the The one shot of, like, the ambulance pulling into that parking lot, and then the next is just the guy opens the door, sees the bear, and then closes the door. And then it just is chaos from there. So, you know, if that's your thing, if that's your bag, man, then definitely pre-order tickets for it. Go for it.
0: Okay. Just don't have cocaine. It's actually highly illegal in the United States. I will make sure that's reiterated yes. in the, on the show and also pretty much a lot of parts around the world i think cocaine is illegal there too so don't ingest cocaine we're not at the pop culture cosmos suggesting you induce yourself with cocaine before watching cocaine Bear, but it is something that caught me by surprise i had no idea this this was actually being made so i was pleasantly surprised and abused all in the same fashion although melinda was actually more surprised by transforming dinosaurs so <laughs> i want to hear your thoughts out there Okay, in this battle, which do you want to see more, transforming dinosaurs or a cocaine bear? Please let us know your thoughts, popculturecosmos at yahoo.com. Well, my friend, it's been a great episode, but I did want to mention before we had out a great loss in the music industry, which you are so familiar with, over 20 years experience on the air dealing with some of the greats in the music scene. And we did have a loss in the music scene this past week with the loss of, of one of the great stalwarts of Fleetwood Mac, one of the great bands of the 70s and 80s. That would be Christine McVie, who passed away this week at 79. Your thoughts? She has so many hits. Well, as part of Fleetwood Mac, of course, she has a lot of, of hits. But there are several hits of her own as part of Fleetwood Mac that she was the front person for. Your thoughts on the legacy that Christine McVeigh leaves behind.
2: Yeah, I I mean, what a legacy. An incredible career, an incredible impact on popular culture, an incredible impact that is still felt today. Every time somebody discovers a Fleetwood Mac record in their parents' collection, that impact is felt again. But yeah, I I think if, if you're looking at your record or CD or MP3 collection, or if you've gotten your Spotify rap list, and it doesn't have some Fleetwood Mac on it, you need to rectify that.
0: What are your thoughts out there on the passing of one of the greats of Fleetwood Mac? Please let us know your thoughts on the passing of Christine McPhee, Pop culture PopCultureCosmos, at Yahoo.com. Well, my friend, it's been a great episode. I want to thank so much Jamie Jamal for stopping on by with his great thoughts on his career and his new song, which we're wishing him the best of luck at, that's available now on YouTube or wherever you get your music.
2: Any last thoughts before we head on out? Can I vote three times for Transforming Dinosaurs?
0: You just have. Okay.
2: All right. So that's three
0: so far. (laughs) All right. Well, there you go. But I need you to get prepared because next week, part one is on Monday. Part two is with you. And that is the Pop Culture Cosmos Holiday Gift Guide. So you right there, young lady, have got a lot of planning to do. As far as Pop Culture Cosmos Holiday Gift Guide, it's got to be in parentheses. Not all of these Robbie needs to buy.
2: Well, I mean, I've already done some of Robbie's Christmas shopping for myself this year. So, okay. yeah, he's done a really good job. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he has.
0: I bet he has. So for Melinda Parkhouse Ross, this is Gerald Glassford. It's another beautiful day in paradise right here in the PCC Multiverse. We thank you for listening. And here's hoping you have yourself a great Listening to a Weebie Geeks Network podcast. Tangent Found Network. Let your voice be
1: heard. TangentFoundNetwork.com. Thanks so much for downloading the Pop Culture Cosmos and stay tuned as more great podcasts are on the way. Thanks again for listening to us here
2: at the Pop Culture Cosmos.